0: Hello and welcome to the Proskauer Benefits Brief. I'm Talia Skolnick, an attorney in Proskauer's Employee Benefits and Executive Compensation Group. On today's episode, I'm joined by Paul Hamburger, co-chair of our group. In this 10-part podcast series, we are exploring the basic COBRA rules applicable to group health plans. In this podcast, we will discuss some of the key COBRA rules to bear in mind in understanding how long COBRA lasts. Paul, let's start with what ought to be a simple question. If someone elects COBRA coverage, how long does it then last?
1: You know, Tali, you would think that that is a simple question. Unfortunately, it's actually pretty complicated and technical. At the basic level, there are two time periods applicable to COBRA coverage depending on the specific qualifying event. So if the qualifying event is a termination or reduction in hours of employment, COBRA can last for up to 18 months. If the qualifying event is death, divorce, cessation of dependent child status, or in some unusual circumstances, Medicare entitlement, COBRA can last for up to 36 months. So that's the simple part of the answer. From there, it only gets more complicated. In certain disability situations, the COBRA period could last for up to 29 months. For certain bankruptcy situations, COBRA might last for the lifetime of retirees and then another 36 months for surviving spouses. And to get even more complicated, sometimes that 18 month period can be extended for up to another 18 months, 36 in total, if there's something called a multiple qualifying event. And finally, even if you've identified the basic applicable COBRA coverage period, you have to understand what conditions could occur that would cause that coverage period to end earlier than those outside dates. So there's really a lot to cover in this topic.
0: That definitely does sound complicated. So maybe let's break it down. When we look at the question of how long COBRA could last, don't we also need to know when COBRA would start?
1: Exactly. That's actually a very important concept. Normally, COBRA coverage is measured from the date of the qualifying event, when you terminate employment, when a divorce or a death occurs, for example. However, a plan is allowed to measure COBRA from the date coverage is lost due to the event. As a basic example, suppose coverage lasts until the end of the month in which somebody terminates employment. You're allowed to measure COBRA from the end of that month rather than from the date of the actual event itself. So either way you do this, it is supposed to be provided for in the plan document and in the COBRA notices themselves.
0: Okay, so then once we know the start date and the triggering qualifying event, the basic 18 and 36 months rules are straightforward. But can you explain how the special disability extension rules work? Doesn't the 18 month period get extended to 29 months for disability situations? And if so, then what specific rules would apply in that situation?
1: The disability extension is often uh, misunderstood and in some cases plans and employers don't have adequate information provided about the disability extension. The disability extension only applies if a qualified beneficiary or someone in the family is determined by the Social Security Administration to be disabled within the first 60 days of COBRA coverage following a termination of employment. The idea is to take that 18 month period and extend it for up to 29 so that the disabled individual would have enough time collecting Social Security Disability income payments to get onto Medicare. That's where the 29 months comes from. Now, the 29 months applies to each qualified beneficiary, not just the disabled individual, and it applies to each one independently. Ideally, the way it works, Is somebody who has become disabled would notify the plan within 60 days of that Social Security determination and before the end of that 18 month period the qualified beneficiaries are also supposed to notify the plan if the disability stops so that that extension period will also expire but one very important point this has actually been litigated and the Department of Labor regulations address it if the plan documentation, summary plan description, COBRA notices, etc. If those documents do not explain that individuals have to notify the plan within certain time periods, then the plan cannot refuse the extension because they failed to do that.
0: Okay, interesting, thank you. You mentioned the multiple qualifying event rules. How and when does that apply?
1: The multiple qualifying event rules very interesting. Soon after COBRA became law, there was this inequity in the rules. On the one hand, if you terminate employment, the qualified beneficiaries are entitled to 18 months. But on the other hand, if there's a divorce, then the divorced spouse would get 36 months from the date of divorce. But then it's sort of arbitrary because what if the termination of employment occurs first and the divorce occurs second? Or what if the divorce occurs first and the termination occurs second? People's rights and their time periods are varying. Congress sought to remedy that by creating what's called the multiple qualifying event rule. The basic rule is if you have a termination of employment event, which would yield 18 months of COBRA coverage, and during that 18 months another event occurs that would affect those individuals and would have resulted in 36 months, then the law extends that 18 to 36 in total.
0: right this issue can be pretty complicated so let's move on to another topic that you raised terminating cobra coverage before the end of the maximum period what are some of the key cobra cutoff events?
1: there are several events that can terminate cobra coverage before the end of the maximum period it's important to bear in mind these cobra what i call cutoff events should be spelled out again in the plan in the summary plan description now one of the most common events that will cause a loss of COBRA coverage is when an individual obtains other coverage or Medicare coverage during a period of COBRA coverage. This is a very technical rule and timing is important. Coverage can be lost on the first date after the date of the COBRA coverage election upon which somebody obtains other group health plan coverage or becomes entitled to Medicare. So if they become entitled to Medicare first before making the COBRA election or they get the other coverage first, before making the COBRA election, that other coverage won't cut them off. Other common events are, for example, failing to pay in full and on time. If you fail to pay, you lose the coverage. One overlooked rule is, plans are allowed to terminate COBRA coverage for cause to the same extent that they would terminate coverage for cause for active employees. It's a very tricky undefined rule, but it is there and it does come up from time to time. The final rule is that if an employer terminates all of its group health plans, including successor plans, then all COBRA coverage ceases. That does not apply if an employer only terminates the one group health plan. In that case, the employer will have to figure out how best to accommodate existing qualified beneficiaries under other potential coverage.
0: Thank you, Paul, for that helpful summary of the rules governing the duration of COBRA coverage. Clearly, there is a lot to think about here. And thank you to those who joined us today for this Employee Benefits podcast. Please join us for future presentations in our Proskauer Benefits Brief podcast series and keep an eye out for more employee benefits and executive compensation insights on our Proskauer ERISA Practice Center blog. Also, be sure to follow us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.